Hey, today we're recording a special show all the way from Alaska. I always want to think about that song, North to Alaska. All right, that's the best I'm going to sing right there. I'm here doing a series of keynotes for the Anchorage Economic Development Corporation, and it got me thinking about all the recent television shows filmed in the state. So why is everyone so obsessed with Alaska? Is life on the frontier really that different? And I should know I'm in South Dakota. I consider that frontier, but Alaska's way out there. And how does all of this affect the state's economy and businesses? And so I am sitting down and talking to President and CEO of the Anchorage Development Corporation, Bill Pop, and he's joining me to answer these questions and more all about Alaska, the big state. I'm talking about huge America, Alaska. Welcome, Bill. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, you know, if I looked at all the things that you guys do here in Alaska, and there's a lot of them, the first thing I'd do is I'd say that probably the biggest um, export you would think it's oil, but it looks to be reality TV shows. <laughs> I mean, I was looking at the list. About 20 shows are filmed right here in Alaska. It's it's a phenomenon that's just been going on for the last several years. Um, ever since uh, Governor Palin was nominated for the vice presidential nod for the Republican ticket, um, it's just taken off. There's you don't the, think she was the reason, though, um, it, it brought the interest. Yeah. I will say that. It, it brought a lot of interest to Alaska. What's this state all about? Where did this person come from? Yeah. Why you know why is she what she is? And they started digging, and it just it, it, it turned into this phenomenon, um, which is now you know running the gamut of all the different shows that you could possibly think of. Alaska State Troopers, yeah, uh, true. You know, the different wilderness shows. Well, the the la- my favorite's the Alaska, the Last Frontier. Okay, I, and I happen to know I ran into Jewel one time too, uh-huh. so I didn't know that was her family until afterwards. Someone told me by that one, and the other one I got to tell you I like is uh, Bering Sea Gold. But I've really, the, what's this last one? The Last Alaskans, I think, is the one that I'm really starting to get into. I haven't seen that one. yet. It's really good. The the people are just real. And, you know, where some of the other ones aren't as real. Now, the, I think the Last Frontier guys are real, but, yeah. you know, but I think they depict it a little bit more rural than they really are. Well, yeah. I, I got the feeling that right over the hill is like a shopping mall. Yeah. Could, could be, you know, <laughs> somewhat similar to the Kilchers and where they live down in Homer. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've known members of the Kilcher family for many, many years. Alaska is kind of the biggest small town you could ever live in. Sure. Um, and so you go into a lot of communities around the state, you know somebody. Yeah. And, I'll tell you that you know the <clears throat> the the shows that are su- of such great interest in Lower Forty Eight, not so much up here. I mean, we watch them, but you know it's people you, that you, we know. Are, are you tell me, Bill, you don't watch Housewives of Orange County? Come no, on. I don't. Uh, Sorry, come on. no, no, yeah, that's, that's, that's not a top. Not that's speed. not a top show for not you. Not my speed. <laughs> well, I hope you watch one of my shows, but other than that, sure, that's okay. But that's a different thing. But you know, it um, a lot of people. You know, I, I think without doubt, I'd say Sarah Palin put the spotlight on Alaska again. It did. Uh, and then she had her little show, which a friend of mine, Mark mm-hmm. Burnett, did, but that didn't go over very well. Didn't last long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to be deep, and I don't. I don't suspect right. she's too deep. Well, now we're getting in areas that I won't come. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I don't want my, my, my neighbors and friends are my neighbors and friends. And yeah, you don't, you don't talk ill of the neighbors. <laughs> you know, you know that's where I find Alaska is a lot like South Dakota. 
you know, we, we just won't speak speak out against other people like no. that. Or about in any way. If you can't say something good, don't say it at all. Well, we, you know, now I will say that Alaskans have a lot of opinions about people from the lower 48 oh, states. Oh, I'm sure. We, you know, yeah. And, and, and we're, we're pretty strong on those opinions, where, yeah. you know, depending on the issue. Yeah. But, but let me ask you a question, because this is the perception. The perception is more like the show's. I don't think that's the case. I mean, you, I've been to Alaska like a hundred times. So it's, you know, it's a modern city. You got Anchorage, modern city, modern buildings, modern everything. I mean, I went to, I, I went up to the crow's nest at the Captain Cook restaurant last night. One of the best restaurants got a sommelier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this is not what you normally would expect in Alaska. You know, it's a fabulous fabric of, of rustic and modern yeah. that has been woven together in a way that I don't think you're going to find anywhere else in the world, quite mm-hmm. frankly. And, you know, we, we like to joke that Anchorage is about 15, 15 minutes away from, um, you know, true Alaska. Um, well, you can it, see it. From you, 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 can, you can see the mountains here, yeah. right here in Anchorage. And, and you know, we've got, and we've got wilderness coming into our community all the time. Well, we, that's true, because I remember I told you this story. Uh, the last time I was through was through going to Beijing, and then my plane, uh, corporate plane, stopped out at the airport. And I step outside, and I'm talking on the phone, and a moose comes up and breathes in my ear. It was a true story. It was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, moose, bear. I've had bear in my backyard, yeah. and I'm I'm in the middle of a fairly uh, dense neighborhood here in Anchorage, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they they come, you know we, but it's just part of life here. You know we know how to deal with them. You know, they, I I would think that the real honest of the shows in terms of their popularities popped up. One, I truly believe because people like to see how other people live. And and most people in the lower 48 think, you guys got to be freaking nuts, you know, because you, you, only, you get so much sunlight and a lot of cold, right? And, I, and then they see the outhouses and some of that kind of stuff, which a lot of people do have, without mm-hmm. question. Um, it's not just an Alaskan phenomenon. I mean, no, I've, seen, I've seen those in Wyoming. I've seen those oh, without, in, yeah, in other states. I've seen those in Colorado. If you, if you, if you in South Dakota, yeah. just a few maybe. Yeah. But, but it, without question, that's always been there. Or, or it's been one generation away just yeah. because you know, of um, just the development of the state. But, but I think the other piece of it is I saw that there were some tax breaks that were given to the filming too. Um, we had a, a film tax credit program here in Alaska, and it was an unfortunate experiment that ultimately was uh, repealed. Yeah. Um, couldn't really come to an agreement on structure. There were arguments about detail. There were arguments about revisions. And as you know, will often happen in government processes, it just kind of fell apart, and they pulled the plug on it. Yeah, you know, you see things like that develop where they think, okay, we'll do this tax credit, and as a result of the tax credit, what you'll see is that we'll, we'll spawn this new industry. Right. And that didn't happen. In fact, what happened is I believe that they all brought their own film crews, right? I mean, they- um, we had a fair amount of uh, out-of-state em- uh, employment because we're just building up that film industry base in Alaska at that time. And it just unfortunately, we didn't give it enough time. We yeah. were a little bit too much focused on immediate reward uh, for the investment as opposed to thinking a little more long term. Yeah. Um, and usually it doesn't happen that way um, with, with most things. I mean, right. we're talking business here. I right. Mean, with business, it, you have to build a platform. That's and it. You, and if you don't have the platform, you're not going to, you know, you can't build from it. And we had a film uh, development program for uh, people working in crew that mm-hmm. was just starting to take off a little bit. The training programs were just starting to get legs underneath them. And then, unfortunately, the, uh, the incentives went away and the uh, industry went away. We still have an active 
commercial industry. We do still have a fair number of documentary films that are being shot up here, but the feature films, the small production, and even large production films that were being talked about, not so much. Yeah, it's tough. It's a yeah. tough business. I've, it is. I've been involved in that. And unless you have the infrastructure and, quite frankly, a long-term context, right. it's, a real, it's a real relationship game for a lot and of that's, that. And that's the nature of, you know, I think what we see in a lot of states is the fact that, unfortunately, you know, the, the government piece of things tends to be a little more uh, focused on the immediate rate of return as opposed to thinking in terms of a decade or more. Yeah. Uh, it's usually a couple of years if you're lucky. Yeah. Oh, if you're lucky. If you're and lucky. I think it's more decade. I think it's right. more measured in a decade or right. more. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you have to build up everything around it so that there's the post-production, there's the other pieces that, you know, casting and everything else right. that you have to have. Hey, let me, um, speaking of incentives, I need to take in incentives. I want to talk about Liberty Tax because it's great to have the good folks at Liberty Tax on board. I, you got to have some Liberty Tax guys up here, don't you? Uh, I believe we have a few. Yes. Yeah, they wave. Yeah. They're out. You yeah, see yeah. them waving oh, out boy. there on the street. I love oh, those boy. guys. I yeah, love yeah. those wavers. You know, uh, Statue of Liberty is out on the street corner often. You know, it takes guts to put on that <laughs> thing and wave, and I think it takes guts to get into business. Liberty is the fastest growing retail tax prep firm. 4,000 offices across North America and right here in Anchorage, right here in Alaska. My gosh, these guys are everywhere. So if you're looking to get into business or add another service to your business, just um, you know, look to Liberty right there. So when I think, so we talked a little bit about reality TV, and we, and of course, we who couldn't mention Sarah Palin, um, which I won't even go there. I won't even go there because I don't think she's representative of the real people of Alaska. We're that, a diverse mix. Yeah, you're very, you are diverse. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're so much like South Dakota. Give me the stats. Population of Alaska? Uh, a little over 730,000. Same size as South Dakota. Mm-hmm. You're just a little bit bigger, though, mm-hmm. in size. Just a hair. Yeah. I mean, you got to cover a lot more sp- space, right? Well, we uh, if you take uh, Alaska and overlay it on the lower 48 states, we touch the Atlantic, the Pacific, the Gulf of Mexico, and Canada for all intents and purposes. So the distances that you have to travel up here are pretty significant. Yeah. I mean, you know, for us... A day trip here is like, you know, going across a couple of state lines in the lower 48. Yeah. Or a day trip in New York is yeah. going from like 110th Street down to Wall Street. Yeah, that's yeah, they, about it. People in New York, they get freaked out about that. Just small, it's like two miles, a mile. Yeah. And they're freaking out. They got to like take up, they got to pack a lunch. It, you know, you know it's, it's not unusual here for us to do a two, three hundred mile trip in a day, you know, just to go yeah. see some friends or yeah. go fishing. You go fishing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, so when we look at what is the main industry, it's got to be oil and gas. Well, oil is our biggest industry. Yeah. You know, if you th- if you look at the Alaska economy, it's basically three things that generate our economy. Uh, oil is about one third of our gross domestic product. Uh, government is about one-third, mainly federal, mainly, federal. Mil- mainly military. military yeah. um, and then one-third is everything else. And a big chunk of everything else, in fact, the vast majority of everything else, is reliant on either the oil industry or government or, in some cases, both for their existence and their prosperity. T- what about tourism and hunting? So tourism, I, and, I, and I count hunting mm-hmm. into tourism. I mean, that's our, it's, it's, in, in my state, agriculture is the number mm-hmm. one. And second is the tourism mm-hmm. industry. Tourism is probably one of our biggest growth areas right now and is part of that everything else. It's one of the pieces that's not reliant on oil or government. Uh, for a, directly for its existence. Um, seafood is mm-hmm. another significant, oh, that's sure, our version sure. of agriculture. Yeah, right. right. Uh, we do have a small farming and growing uh, uh, local farming um, movement in the state, but we've got some tough issues to overcome in terms of climate and conditions, but yeah. we're, we're actually making some headway on that, but it's still very small. 
Um, but that's good. That helps you. I mean, because the cost of goods, yeah. we'll get into the cost well, of goods. One of, one of the unique things on agriculture is peonies. Um, Alaska has a, a burgeoning peony industry here because of the way our seasons work. What, what's a peony? A peony is a flower. And it's oh, a okay. very popular flower for weddings, especially in oh, Asia. Okay. And it's very fragrant in a lot of cases, beautiful blooms, big blooms. I thought you were talking um, about those dogs. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it, it's a flower. And what they've discovered is the peonies bloom um, off-cycle with the rest of the world when they're grown up here. So they are available here. Ooh, in the hot here. seasons, the good seasons. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, so come July, August, we've got peonies that we're pushing out to the rest of the world, and it's just started. We just started shipping out our first major shipments this year. We've been investing for several years now. Um, there's been some small uh, production, but this year was our first year where we saw a lot of blooms getting shipped out. So do you, do you, you know, heading development? Do you look for things like that? Are you we, all? Are you like looking in magazines? I can imagine you're looking at wedding magazines and going. You know, oh my gosh, look, peonies. Uh, <laughs> That's, well, but, I know, mean, is that what you're doing? Um, that actually was the idea of actually some local growers. Yeah. And they were the ones who became to recognize and brought forward the idea that this, this was something, um, yeah. that this is something that we needed to get behind. And so we've seen that on a statewide level. We look at a lot of different things. Right now, for example, another industry that's not uh, dependent on oil or um, government is the air cargo industry. So mm -hmm. Anchorage International Airport is the fourth busiest cargo airport on the planet. If you're going, if you're going overseas, you have to stop in Anchorage. Uh, well, but for cargo, the beauty of this is, is that we're we're moving millions of tons of cargo through Anchorage International Airport on the Asia trade. Mm -hmm. A little over eighty percent of the air cargo entering North America lands at Anchorage International Airport first on its way from Asia to North America. And about for to refuel primarily, um, they refuel here. And what they figured out was is if they put less fuel on the plane at their point of origin, like Shanghai or Correct. Hong Kong, yep. they can put more cargo on. And then they stop here and they put more fuel in. They maybe do a crew change. They maybe do trade. customs. Do the customs. They do can all do some piece. customs yeah. work here. And we can also do things in the way of uh, trading cargo between carriers here. Tail to tail is what it is right now between foreign carriers because we've got an exemption to the federal law that allows us to have foreign carriers exchange cargo here. So that's a really interesting and intriguing element that we're trying to develop. Well, especially to get to the point of last destination. Right. So if you only have half a plane load, right. you don't have to fly a full of a plane. Right. You can sh uh, offload it to another plane, put it to something that else is going there. And we've got the second largest FedEx hub outside of Memphis um, mm -hmm. here in Anchorage. And then we've got one of the larger UPS hubs here in Anchorage. And so cargo has turned into this, you know, very significant business. I mean, when you're talking fourth in the world, that means Memphis is first, Hong Kong is second, Shanghai is third, and there's Anchorage wow. with Incheon right behind us. That's 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 on a big scale. So we're looking at Anchorage because Anchorage, um, where it's located geographically on a round globe, too often people look at that flat map and they see us way the heck and gone up in the north and they think we're out of the main Trade routes. If you fly from anywhere pretty much in the United States or Canada and you're going to Tokyo or you're going to Hong Kong or you're going to Shanghai, your plane is going to fly over Anchorage right. on the round globe model. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at the fact that we're only nine and a half hours away from 90% of the industrialized world. Um, there is no other airport with, that can claim that. Um, so we're looking at starburst opportunities out of Anchorage that could service both North America and Asia on different industries. Pharmaceuticals is one that we're looking at as a distribution point. Clinical trials is something that's really got us interested. Automobile parts in terms of additional assembly, taking two parts and sticking them together. 
Um, we're looking at other lines of business that we think supply chain may benefit from being here in Anchorage International Airport. Man, awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, to do all that, you might want, you know, you might need to fortify yourself, okay? Mm -hmm. So one is I love bacon, which everybody in the world knows I love bacon. But I do try to eat and a little healthy most of the time. And when I stop by my local Dunkin' to check out some of their healthy options, uh, I bet more, moreover is to get like a, you know, like a quad espresso because I love the quad espresso. But they've got this new thing, the Deuce, uh, DD Smart menu for all their health conscious fans. So just look at the DD Smart label and selected menu items. Not everything there. Come on, they make donuts. But they have some other items that are very, very smart. And so next time you visit, for better for you choices, that will still keep you running. Because, you know, hey, America runs on Dunkin' and so does all business. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. So, let me ask you a question, because I'm listening to you talk about all of these things, and I was joking with you about looking to the wedding magazines for the peonies, but it dawned on me that you're the guy who is really the systems guy, the, the doer, the, the putting together. Like, so folks come up with the ideas, bring them to you. You've got to vet those and say, man, that's smart. We should get behind that. And then how do you go about deciding, you know, hey, look, we're fourth in the air cargo business. we got to do more here. Then you go talk to who and this person and this person. How do you decide how to do that? We go through a research process. Mm -hmm. And if we can't measure it, we don't do it. That's one of the key uh, rules of thumb that we use. We have to look at the metrics related to the idea. We have to look at the metrics related to the process. And we have to look at the metrics related to the outcome. And so we engage partners. We generate the funding necessary. We're working with our airport system right now, the Alaska International Airport System, to do a major, we've done a major research project on global supply chain logistics, looking at industries that might be better served that may not recognize the opportunity that is Anchorage. Um, it's a tough sell. We're yeah. an expensive place to do business. We don't, we don't shy away from that. We're, we have a higher cost. Uh, we have a tighter labor market because we're a smaller population. Um, we are looking at all the pieces that we can bring together. So, for example, we also look at the idea that you need key partners involved in some of these projects once they start to show signs of being viable. Mm -hmm. um, so we have what we've created is what's called the, Ala um, the Alaska Aero Nexus Alliance. What's that? Um, that is a partnership between the city of Anchorage, the Alaska International Airport System, and Anchorage Economic Development Corporation so that you've got the key partners right there that are constantly talking about how do we make it easier for business to make the entry to this market? How do we uh, you know, wear off those rough edges on our business plan to make, them, make it a sharper plan that will, in the end, give a positive number in the bottom right-hand corner of the spreadsheet? Hey, guys, I hope you're listening to this because this is not just about economic development. This is about how to run the business. Well, and that's the guiding principle that we try to bring to the organization is we, we're not a government organization. That's one of the things I think is really important to know. Yeah, you're we, supported by private funds. We get 80% of our plus of our funding of our million and a half dollar a year budget from private sector sources. We mm -hmm. either earn it or uh, either through uh, sponsorships or through investments in our organization or we earn it through uh, services that we provide. We get a small amount of money from the city of Anchorage and that's our government funding. Um, we were created by the government uh, 29 years ago and then we were spun off a couple of years later during the Great Recession in Alaska. 
to go out and market Anchorage and to attract new investment and through that investment create new You're jobs. You're separate from the chamber too, right? We are. Yeah, because t- typically you see a lot of the groups are part of the chamber. Right. Yeah. And and the chamber was part of the uh, effort to create us back in mm-hmm. uh, the mid-1980s. And the chamber is our advocacy organization in Anchorage. They sure. focus on business policy. Oh. Mm-hmm. And to keep us from, you know, putting too much of our resources into advocacy that it's already being done by other organizations, we focus on more on the practice of economic development, the professional practice, doing the research, doing the marketing, doing the business analysis, doing the connecting, the convening, the cajoling, and the cheerleading that comes. Uh, well, but a chamber is also more focused on what's now, right? right? I, I, I mean, right. I've been a huge advocate of chamber, and I've been a very av- big advocate of economic development foundations and groups. Right. With, you mentioned labor. What's the unemployment? I didn't check this. this uh, latest unemployment rate is 5.7%. That's pretty low. Um, it, it's up about four-tenths yeah. from where it was a year ago. Last year, we averaged 5%, and mm-hmm. we had several months below 5%. And we hit record high employment last year, up about 1,000 jobs. It's about 155,000 people employed in Anchorage, according to the labor stats. Um, that's not bad out of a population of just under 300,000. No, it's not bad at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. When you look, so th- th- there you go. You just said it, 300,000 mm-hmm. of the 700,000. Right. Now, see, I know this because in South Dakota, we have this exact same kind of thing. You know, I live in Sioux Falls. It's the big city. Now, I'm from Rapid City, the, the second largest city. But there's a lot, a lot of resentment about Sioux Falls because they get everything. We are and not- I, I got to imagine, you know where I'm going with this, that I would imagine everybody looks at you guys and say, geez, everything goes to Anchorage. That's a very common theme. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we are uh, often referred to as Los Anchorage, um, <laughs> you know, and... But in the same hand, you know, we've tried to bring up That's Alaska. internal, though. I mean, uh, I mean in, in within Alaska. Yeah, yeah, it's Alaska. I mean, yeah. you know, Alaskans should, in my opinion, just to give you my two cents, and I'm known to give my opinion, is that everybody should shut up if they're saying that. And they should be thinking, you just got to get them to say Alaska first. Mm-hmm. Now, where it goes is a different thing. Now, you have to have all the resources. There's a reason why you have all the resources, because you guys have been very successful at doing it. We're the center of business and commerce for the state yeah. and in government uh, to a significant degree. Um, but we take a philosophy that what's good for the rest of Alaska is good for Anchorage. We sure. view it as, you know, as the as logistics hub of the state. You know, over 80% of the goods that enter Alaska that are distributed out across the state come through Anchorage first, either by our uh, port or through the airport or even through the road system. Yeah. Um, we are the main distribution hub for the state. We're the main entertainment hub for the state. And it's different. You know, quite frankly, it's different than the other lower 48 states. I mean, because you're so remote when we think about a U.S. I mean, even flying here, they turned off my Internet service flying over Canada. I don't Just know. a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, that's, yeah. that, that, uh, that's improving on a daily basis as the satellite network uh, yeah, builds Yeah, but it's, it's Canada. It has nothing yeah, to do with that's it. That's true. It's Canada. You know, I'll tell you. It's too. like America's hat. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm going to get letters on that one. Yeah, there yeah. we go. <laughs> uh, you know, we got about 200 towns in Alaska that are only accessible by boat or plane. These are everything from small <laughs> villages to yeah. the state capital. The state mm-hmm. capital, with over 19,000 people as full-time year-round residents, is only avail- is only accessible by boat or plane. And, you know, that, that brings its, its own a, set of challenges. It's got its good points, too. Yeah. There <laughs> is that. There's a good and bad. Well, yeah, we, and we, we have many opinions on that, none yeah, of which should, I'll share on yeah, this show. That's okay. It's all right. I, I get it. I'm, a, I'm, not, I'm about controversy, but not to the point where anybody gets fired. There so we speak. go. Hey, I want to take a quick one. This is another one. I'm going to tell you about a secret tool. I, I tell people about this. I was evangelist about this product before they became a sponsor because, in fact, that's how I got them as a sponsor. So I went after them, and it's called Sane Box, S A N E 
box, B-O-X. I am swamped by emails. I wake up in the morning and they just, they crush me. I was spending hours and hours sorting them out. And so I found this tool called SaneBox and it learns my email. And over three days, I start dropping the emails into these files. And when I wake up in the morning, they're gone because they've taken care of it. So I put this one in black hole and I never want to see it again because my spam folder wasn't keeping it out. So now it's gone. If I put it in the newsletter file or later file, like I want to get to it later and it'll pop back. But what's really cool, you, this is the one you might like, Bill is I can tag it. So like setting up this interview with you, I put, if, if you don't reach back out to me right away, I put three days, three days at sanebox.com, and three days later, if you haven't written back to me, it pops back in. I say, hey, Bill, what's the deal? So it keeps track of my emails for me, and if you respond back, it doesn't pop back in my email box. It's a freaking, it's, it's a no-brainer. I'm going to give you two weeks free. Anybody wants two weeks, go to www.sanebox.com forward slash Hazlet, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T, Hazlet. All right, there it is. Um, now, I'm going to ask you another thing because we mentioned labor. And um, what about high cost? It is a little bit harder to do, not to do business here, some to some extent because of I have a surprising but fuel prices and things like that. But there, there are other things that are higher cost here. Um, well, the overall cost of living is higher. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we participate in what's called the cost of living index, which measures the average cost of living in a city in the United States and then tells you where you stand, higher or lower. And we're close to 30% higher than the national average in overall That's cost That's in of housing, living. food, everything. Housing is uh, one of our big uh, issues that we're really working on because it's something we can do something about. But right now, we're about 65% above national average. Yeah, you've got all the natural price. resources here yeah. for the housing side. Yeah, right. it's, it's the logistics of the finished product, um, you know, plywood, sheetrock, things like that. You know, we, we got about a 1,200-mile supply chain out of our nearest U.S. port, mm -hmm. and that's where we get most of those materials. So that adds cost. And then we've had some regulatory issues um, here in Anchorage in previous years that we're now, the current administration is addressing, that's starting to loosen up the rules around multifamily and single-family housing. And we believe that that's going to start to help bring down um, the high cost, the high differential on housing. Healthcare, we, we, we are the third most expensive city in the United States for healthcare, according to the Cost of Living Index. What and, are the first two? Uh, Juno and, and uh, Fairbanks. Oh, is that right? And then fourth is Kodiak <laughs> in terms of the cities that are participating okay. in the right. survey. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alaska has... Yeah, see, when I sit, I'm sitting here thinking about you, you're talking about Anchorage. I'm thinking you're talking all about all of Alaska because I can't think of if there's anything yeah. else. All right. Yeah. So sorry yeah. about that. No, 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 no. Uh, it's, you know, it I is got what a whole it bunch is. Of, I got, I got, I got, now I have 400,000 other Alaskans pissed at me. No, no, not at sorry. all. You know, it's an issue that we recognize. It's a yeah. problem. And uh, it's one of our big growth industries. Yeah. So we love that. But in the same hand, we have a cost issue. That's a real challenge for our state and that we're going to be trying to address over the next couple of years in terms of trying to address it on the consumption side, trying to be healthier Alaskans uh, and citizens of Anchorage, trying to address it on the regulatory side, and then trying to address it in terms of just the, the efficiencies of the systems and looking for partners in the private sector to help lead the way on this. And there's an ongoing discussion trying to develop the strategy and terms of how to take it forward and we really do need to address this issue um, you know the state government recognizes it they just put a temporary fix on it through the legislature um, to deal with the issue of incredibly ballooning health care rates um, on our private insurer sector um, we only saw as a result a 9.8 percent increase in premiums this year which 
was a godsend because last year it was, I believe, well north of 50% increase. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. And we are, we are really, you know, have to deal with that because that, even though it's a small part of the cost of living, only about 10%, according to the national metric, it's a significant cost for business and it's a significant cost for individuals. And we've got to slow that rate of growth and try and find ways to make the system more efficient. I want to tell my listeners about a great men's clothing brand called Mack Weldon. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Man, I love this. Everyone knows I'm a big fan of my cowboy boots and my custom blazers, but sometimes you just need some basics like, I got to talk about it, T-shirts, socks, undershirts, and underwear. Hey, you know, I'm sexy. I'll talk about these things. Shopping for these items has always been a chore, so when a friend introduced me to Mack Weldon, I was immediately impressed by their business model. I love it. Order online and ship right to my door it takes the stress out of the free shopping experience, man. And if you don't like it, they'll send it. You can send it back. So MacWeldon.com is a new friend of the show and is offering twenty percent off for our listeners by using the promo code Business. So go fill it out, do it, and put in Business. And like like Business, we're going to give you some money off twenty percent just for listening. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. So, would you live anywhere else? No, yeah. I've been. I've are been you a, from here? Where are you from? Um, I'm a transplant. I'm a military brat, so oh, I don't what, really. What? What? Uh, I was born in North Dakota. Um, Air Force. Um, well, actually, I lived there for about six months. Air Force. Yeah. Um, we moved up to Alaska. Where, where are you at? Minot. Um, no, well, Grand actually, uh, this was before my mom met my dad. Yeah. Um, and so we were, uh, I was born in Williston. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And then uh, we moved up from Phoenix um, in, ni- in the winter of 1967, <laughs> 1968. Sorry. Yeah. And we drove the Alcan Highway. So we oh, drove from Phoenix wow. um, in December and arrived in Anchorage on uh, the morning at two o'clock in the morning on January the second, nineteen sixty-eight. Who was who was more nuts, your dad or your mom? Uh, that... Well, dad had been here for a year. Uh, yeah. He'd been a, a had been posted to King Salmon, which was part of the Dew Line, if you remember those Cold War oh, days. Yeah. And uh, he put in for Europe, and he got Anchorage. Um, well, it's so, close. Yeah, close. And so, <laughs> just right, just right over the pole. And as we drove into Anchorage, and it was about 25 below, yeah. uh, as we came up over the hill and saw the first lights, um, and there was a bit of an ice fog. I remember it very clearly because I was I was just eight, coming up on eight years old, yeah. and sitting between my mom and dad, and in the regular cab Chevy pickup that we drove all the way in stick shift. So yeah. I got the bruises on my knees to oh, prove sure, it. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I remember my mom looking over my dad and saying, "Ken, what the hell have you gotten us into?" <laughs> but we had the most glorious summer, and we were hooked. Yeah. And we, you know, other than one more stint uh, that took us to uh, Southern California, which we couldn't get out of fast enough. Yeah. Uh, we came back to Alaska, and we've been up here since 1972 ever since. Yeah. Uh, my wife was born and raised here. She's first generation. American uh, and Alaskan. Her parents were immigrant French Basque. Mm. Um, it's just part of the tapestry that is Alaska in terms of our ethnicity. We've got the two most diverse census tracts in the United States here in Anchorage. Yeah. We've got. Um, I want to well, that, say that's typical though too with uh, port port towns, right? You know, with states or areas where you have a lot of 
uh, sea-bearing people. We've got a lot of Norwegians up here. I know that. We've got because, a few Dortskis, and yeah. we've got a lot of Russians, and yeah. then we've got a lot of Somalis, mm-hmm. and we've got a lot of well, that's rare. Filipinos. And we've How got do the a Somalis of, get up here? Is that um, part of their it, refugee it, program? It's part of the refugee yeah. program, and yeah. they are really starting to take a significant place in our community. We've got a very large Korean population. Is that, is that is, uh, uh, from the Lutheran side of the things? Or? Um, Catholic Social Services. Catholic. See, Lutheran up. Social mm-hmm. Services did it in our state, and you yeah. see a lot of Somalis right. that have uh, relocated, and I think Oh my God, South Dakota! I can imagine. And they're starting to starting to get into entrepreneurship. They're starting to contribute to the economy as they become acclimatized. They're really, you know, a growing important part of our community. People are people. Yeah, we've got ninety eight languages spoken in our schools. Wow, ninety eight languages spoken in our schools. It is a you know we've got the two most diverse high schools in the United States. I think we've got close to 18 or 20 of the most diverse elementary schools in the United States. So why, give me the plug because I want you to put it in because I love this state. I love the people. I got to tell you, every time I've ever been to Alaska, it's like this. And every Alaskan I know, could I consider Alaskans a lot like South Dakota? It's very independent. In fact, the largest populations of uh, South Dakotans outside of Alaskans is our Alaskan people living in South Dakota and vice versa. I, I know a lot I of, know I, I know a lot of South Dakotans. This is, they come up to Alaska. It's a huge, huge thing for at least amongst my friends that I know and very independent people. Um, so, you know, when I walk around, everybody's just so nice there. I mean, even the grumpy guy on the corner is nice, right? You know, cause we all have a grumpy guy on the corner. Absolutely. Yeah. And we all, but the thing about Alaska or South Dakota is we know his name. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> our, our, you know, it's that guy. We used to, in South Dakota. We used to have a homeless guy. His name was Clyde. Everybody knew him. Clyde. Yes, I knew where he was from. Knew his background. Everything. So anyway, why would why would you come and do business here in Alaska? It's an amazing place for opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, it and and that's that's something that every other state will say. It, it's but, like it is the front, final frontier, but it's a ground floor opportunity. Yeah. It's a you know it's it's a maturing economy, but it's still a relatively young economy. And mm-hmm. in that young in the youth, um, there is opportunity, because we are first time opportunities for any number of different businesses. So when you talk like let's talk restaurants for example, um, we had. Um, a uh, couple of different national chains enter Alaska in the last few years. We had Dairy Queen re-enter Anchorage, and it set single-day sales records, week sales records, month sales records for the entire company. Of course. Who doesn't think about ice cream in Alaska? Um, that's it. Well, yeah. we're actually per capita the largest consumer of ice cream out of the 50 states. That's awesome. We love our, our ice cream. That's good. Um, the other... Um, probably salmon. Yeah. Well, yeah, everybody's got salmon in their freezer. Yeah, you know. it's the best. It's oh, just, I mean, you know. the restaurants are. You, speaking of restaurants, you, you're talking about chains and businesses, but you've got some really fine restaurants. I mean, I, I'm going to a breakfast place. I can't remember the name of it right off the top. What is it? Snow City, that's it. Mm-hmm. And like everybody told me about this place, and I booked a reservation. And you're going to want a Sunday the, morning. And here's your here's my recommendation. What's you're going to want you're going to no, you're going to want the Tundra Scramble. Really? Tundra Scramble has reindeer sausage. In, uh, I'm in, in. You know, and then it, it's just fabulous. Oh, I'm in. I'm probably going to order like three things, and then just eat a little bit of everything. And then uh, Jen's restaurant is another Jens, one. Yen's, uh-huh, yeah. Yen's. Uh-huh. Oh, well, there we go. See, Jens. I said Jen's, yeah. not knowing. Yeah. Okay, thank you for helping me with that because I haven't gone there yet. You know, but we, some really good. I mean, I mean, my wife was impressed. She, she said, oh, my gosh, there's a sommelier here. And she said, oh, my, you know, I can't believe you have a sommelier. Because that's a rare. There's only like 600 of them around. Well, we are um, a foodie town, and we love good restaurants. And it's fascinating. We watch all of these new startup restaurants opening up. I mean, and they're everything from small plates to Argentinian to German to Italian to 
Um, uh, the big, you know, you'll get more Vietnamese food here in Anchorage than you can shake a stick at. Mm -hmm. Pho restaurants are just the rage. Um, then you'll get, um, you know, Asian fusion. Yeah. Um, you know, down the street is ginger. It's just fabulous food. The um, um, uh, and a good Mac brew pub, I heard too. Uh, my, oh my, boy. my cab guy told me about the brew pub, and I and I read about it online. It, uh, that that was just a hot. hot oh, thing. Um, you've got you've got I man, I'm sitting here trying to think of all the different brew pubs that we've got. 49th State Brewery, um, Glacier Brew House, our friends over at the Moose's Tooth and at the Bear Tooth. Uh, we've got a th uh, pizza theater uh, pub. I mean, where, you gotta you know, go to a place called Moose's Tooth. Well, just if nothing else, just for the... Moose's Tooth is the uh, one of the top five pizza joints in America, yeah. ranked nationally. Yeah. It's, it's, and, it, and you have to become... You have, when you get there, you have to be prepared for a bit of a wait. It's usually anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to get a table. That's awesome. But they'll let you drink. Yeah, <laughs> which is, hey, you know what? You can't go wrong. My hey, favorite's the apple ale. I, Bill, I got to tell you, I, I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been fun. Yeah. You know, we I'm, enjoy sharing the story of Anchorage in Alaska. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to enjoy reading more about the success. And that's what you guys are having here in Anchorage. And if you're thinking of looking for success for your business or your family, or just a great place to retire as well, or visit, get your ass up here to Alaska. Absolutely. God, I did. And, that's a, and we're talking about a big ass. So <laughs> I got here, you can too. All right, my friends. Good talking to you. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. At the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned, and I enjoyed talking to Bill. One, nice guy. Two, what a great organization they are. I mean, you heard what he was talking about, what they use to spend, and uh, they do a lot with a little, and that's what I found out about Alaska all the way around, so I always learn things like that. But you know, the other thing I thought that he said that I thought really stuck out, if you can't measure it, don't do it. And now, look, a couple of times you need to go, if you got the luxury of being able to do things without having to worry about measuring it because you know it's the right thing, that's a different deal. Your gut tells you to do it. That's different. But a lot of times, unless you can measure it, why are you doing it? Because uh, if it's not one of your conditions of satisfaction, not leading to where you want to go, why would you do it? I thought that was great advice. Just some practical wisdom right there from Alaska. And uh, something you can pick up right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. And if you listen to every show, you'll find out little tidbits like that and something else. And, Dave, don't forget, tweet me or, you know, Facebook, whatever. Um, Instagram, I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Uh, book face me, <laughs> as one of my friends uh, would say. And uh, tell me what you learned. I always like to hear that, too, because sometimes you catch things I don't catch or you think is more interesting than what I think. And that's okay because that's what all business is all about, all perspectives all the time. This is Jeffrey Hazlett on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on CBS and Play.it and iTunes and everywhere else that you can download this podcast. And don't forget, tell your friends, pass it on. And hey, head north to Alaska. <laughs>